Welcome back to My Kids Think I'm Cool But Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie. This is part one where my guests will be talking about raising kids in Denmark, adapting multicultural family, and surviving while living abroad. We know parenting is hard, but when you mix in a different country, your world will get rocked. Listen, laugh, and enjoy as we share a day in the life of parenting abroad. Hi, and welcome back to season three, episode two of My Kids Think Up Cool But podcast. For today's episode, it's actually my part one of my interview of Jade Byrne. If you listen to my episode one, I told you guys that I will be splitting the podcast in two episodes, part one and part two. It's because we just talk so much and, and to squeeze something in one hour is just so much. So part one, we'll be talking about family, how she adapted to raising kids here. And so for this episode, Jade will be talking about how it was like for her to move here from the Philippines and how she adapted on having kids here. What is the difference of having kids here in Denmark versus the Philippines? So I think it's really interesting and I'm really happy that Jade was able to share her life and also how she adapted her family here in Denmark and we talked about many things about giving birth here in Denmark versus the Philippines so I think it's really interesting I want you guys to know I don't want to talk about it too much but thank you for listening to my episode two part one of Jade Burns interview about her life if you guys just to go back a little bit that Jade is the founder of Paka and Deco So this season or this episode is more on her starting a business will be part two. And then part one is her life as a parent and raising her kids here in Denmark. So I'll stop talking. I want you guys to listen to the interview. It's really fun. Pretty sure a lot of you can relate to, you know, adapting here as a parent or even having your first kid here or your second kid here compared to someone else. So, yeah, here is our interview with Jade. Hi, Jade, and thank you for joining part one of My Kids Think I'm Cool But podcast. I decided this season to actually split up to my interviews because there's so much to cover while living here in Denmark. You know, raising kids, adapting here to Denmark, and also with your business. That's like a whole new episode. So part one is actually more on you as a mom you as a a person here in Denmark and how you adapted here in Denmark. Before we get started, just introduce yourself to the listeners, uh, what you do here and how you got here in Denmark. Yeah. Hi. Hello, everyone. By the way, first of all, I would like to thank you (laughs) for uh, having me here, for inviting me. It's a very long time since we talked about it. Now, finally, we are here. Yeah, well, I'm Jade Beer. I'm a Filipino and I live in Denmark. It's because of my husband. That's why I'm here. Yeah. And what was that again? My The business and everything, right? Uh, yeah, yeah so I, just how you got here. You got here with your husband and just a little bit about yourself. I know we'll, we'll get into the business part, but how long you've lived here and... Yeah. yeah. Well, that one, I moved here September 20th. So it will be 14 years, I believe, in this year. So I've been living been here for 14 years already I can say most of the time I love it here <laughs> so yeah but there are some times where I could say oh why am I in Denmark but anyway most of the time at least maybe 75% I would say I love to be here we don't have to pay when we go to the hospital or something because it's already paid 
So all of those, I love the nature. I love most of it, by the way. So, yeah, I think we all feel that way. It's like, yeah, all love being here, but there's sometimes we're like, we just need to go home for a month and then we're ready to go back again to Denmark. Yeah. You know what, what I was saying last week, we were in Belgium and it was like only a very short trip. It was five days, I think. And then I was telling to my husband, when we got home, I have this feeling like home, it's finally home. And I was telling to my husband, why is it like that? You'd love to go on holiday, but you also love the feeling when you get home. So actually, I think I have this like feel at home in Denmark already. That's how I love it. You know, <laughs> when we talk about how much I love Denmark. So yeah. Yeah, I know how you feel. It's just feel like it's our safe place where we can kind of just yeah. recoup and come back to. And then maybe six months later, we're like, okay, we're ready to leave again. Six months. Now I think that's like a month later. <laughs> a month later, yeah. But it depends. Yeah. If it's summer here in Denmark, I actually like staying in Denmark when it's summer. Because the days are long and there's uh, so many more activities to do and... You don't have to put on big jackets or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you can stay outside, enjoy your coffee outside in the morning and everything, right? So yeah, of course, yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah. I know we've had conversations before and this part is more on raising your kids here in Denmark. And I know you've had your first kid in the Philippines and also your second one here in Denmark. Can you talk about like, the difference in yeah. having your first in the Philippines and the, your first and in Denmark. Did very, oh yeah, your second in Denmark. I've heard it's very different on the birthing process. It is. First of all, when you are pregnancy based, it's already very different, right? You go to, what is that called in English? You know, where the place, not the hospital, right? But we usually go to this place. Yomor. I don't know what it is in English. Yomor, yeah. Your I know it in Danish. <laughs> ah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. We go there, we got checked, they will check our blood sugar and all this thing. And the thing is, the good part, we don't have to worry about the money. Mm -hmm. Right? Versus when you are in the Philippines, you cannot do all these things without money. Right? And then the second part is, or when you give birth, it's the same. You just go to the hospital. I mean, you have to book and everything, right? You have to go to the hospital. Everything is taken care of. That is when I'm talking about the money, you don't have to worry about that, right? We're in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. The first time I was giving birth, I was giving birth in public hospital. It was not costing that much either, but it still it costs money, right? The one thing that I don't like here, I was talking about that with Ryan who recently got a gave birth also. Yeah. The one thing that I don't like here, I had a hard time giving birth. I think it was like a, almost 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And we just want me to walk in my hospital room. I was like thinking, use all my energy. I don't think I have energy to walk. And just think like nothing has happened to you or I really hurt. I have a hard time about that. So did you have the action yeah. or normal? No, I had the normal delivery, but I was thinking it was hard and I was really like begging them, please, can you just cut me? And my doctor was like, you are okay. You can do it. You are strong. I know you, I, but it was hard. It was really, really hard. Did you have epidural? Was that possible for you? Or I've heard stories that they actually say no to some mothers that they don't need epidural. The part is I should have that one. And 
they have tried to uh, insert this mm. very big needle. Apparently, my back is S. Oh no, so, they couldn't find it. Find it, and you know what you call this one? They tried like I, not only once or two or three times. They really tried it, and I tell you, it was still painful. But no, I wasn't able to get it since like, they could not. So I ended up just doing natural way anyway. That's why it was almost taking like 24, I think it was 24 hours actually. So yeah. How but was it? In the Philippines, did you all have epidural or also natural? No, it was also natural. Okay. It was also natural. But I guess they are completely different. Two uh, completely different the I believe. I mean, the first one, I can only imagine how it was, like, it was painful and everything, but I could not really, like, I was young, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I could not really, like, remember, uh, like, a lot of it already. Mm-hmm. It's just only the small things that I could remember, but I could really remember it was really painful as well. I heard so, yeah. how when you have kids in your early 20s, <laughs> you bounce back so much quicker. They are always too different. I have heard a lot of that also. And um, you have two also, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, they are completely two different, right? Mm -hmm. There are just some lucky women, you know, giving birth and just like that. But for me, it was so painful. I don't imagine doing it another time. (laughs) No more. I got the sound already and I got the dog. have what I want. I don't want to go through that anymore. I mean, it was so hard. Yeah, you guys. Even if it's three here, right? Yeah. No, that, that's the same for me. I didn't have a, I didn't have an easy delivery with both of them. Both very, very different. I had C-section. For both of them? Yeah, because my body wouldn't dilate. So I had C-section. But I healed quick with my daughter, but I lost a lot of blood. And then with my son, I'm still healing. <laughs> After three years. Are they here both in Denmark or the one is in the U.S.? Or- no, both both in Denmark. Where were you? Was it in Quarantine? Yeah, Colden. Yeah. Okay. You know, the one thing that I also love was that, well, I think it was the doctor who came at the last one. Mm-hmm. She was so good. She was like, oh, you can do it. She was really, really helpful. That's one thing that I was so thankful. I was actually asking my husband, well, can you find this doctor? Maybe we can send flowers to her. Yeah. She was really, really helpful. She yeah. And you always find some that are really, really, really nice. And then I've heard that there's others there's like, they're uh, horrible. Yeah. And I, I, I've uh, seen that's everyone, but I've only heard stories that some nurses and doctors are not very nice here in them. I had also that, actually, I have that experience, you know. Uh, it's because uh, when I was pregnant, I had a, yeah, diabetes. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. of pregnancy, right? Yeah. So I could not go home right away. And then I was giving birth in, I think it was the Friday. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, Sunday, I had to wait for Monday. And I could really, really, really like to go home. And then there was this nurse who was coming. And she was like, oh, if you go home, you have to do this, you have to do that. She was lecturing. And she has a very, very loud voice. And I was like, you know what? It's like, this is not my first time giving birth. And I was just find the first time so you know what you don't have to worry about yeah. so you are right there are maybe they just don't like Asians that's how it is you cannot avoid that there are still racist people that you could find out there but most of the Danish I mean they are okay yeah. right now there are very that's sweet that. ones but there there are a few of them some there are a few of them and I've heard other stories not just towards 
Asians, but other foreigners that come and have kids here, they've had a bad experience. And so, of course, not all of them go in the same bucket. They're all over the world. There's, you know, people like that. So, you, yeah, they, it was, only in Denmark, it was shocking, especially to someone that just gave birth and they're like, yeah, walk or yeah, get out of the hospital now. It's like, I just gave birth and this is my first child. Yeah, that's the thing. I wanted to go home, but there are really a lot of it just being birth. Like, I don't know how many hours and that I, they are already home. Like, oh, okay, are you old? That's how it is in them versus in the Philippines. But then, of course, in the Philippines, you just have to stay in the hospital and pay after. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. So. Yeah. Question in the Philippines, if you don't have the money to, but you're pregnant, how does it work? Can you still give birth in the hospital or no? So you- No, I think in the public hospitals. Yeah. You would have to pay less. Okay. But of course, if you are going to a private hospital, that's the thing that it really costs money. I don't think it was costing that much that time. I really cannot remember how much they paid that time, but I don't think it was really that much. Yeah. So I think you go to a public hospital, it doesn't have to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So when you had your second child here, what was your biggest culture shock when you, because you've had already one in the Philippines. (laughs) raise on just raising them and just the culture of raising kids here in Denmark. I know it's much different than in the Philippines, you know, sleeping outside, eating solid rubble that's yeah. old, yeah. old, just, just these little things that would never, that I was like, yeah. really? Well, I mean, Zyreen, I would let her sleep outside, but it was not really like, I did not do it like everyone else did. I, Asian mom, yeah. I would check like every five minutes to see it. In, you know, especially in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's really hard. And as we were talking about last time, the hardest part is when they are sick. Yeah. And, you know, small kids, they got sick quite a lot, especially when they started going to the burning hand, right? What is that in burning hand? Uh, in kindergarten. The thing is, oh, daycare, sorry. Daycare. Daycare. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, because kindergarten, it was more of they start going to school, right? School, yeah. So that, yeah, the daycare is no like, abc yet they just have to deal with other kids and all these things so yeah that's when they come home bring home all this bacteria and they get sick and and then uh, suddenly they have like 38 39 fever and then you just as a nation mom as a mom you get really scared Mm -hmm. you call up the doctor and ask and then they'll say yeah give them bandil or they still alive something like that yeah especially when they have cop and it's like they cannot breathe because of that but they say, are they eating? Fine. Are, are they still breathing? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. When in crisis, when you are in the Philippines, go to a doctor, they will give you the medicine. And of course, it's with payment again. But that's one thing that my husband also has discussed. I also think it's actually correct because, of course, they get all these medicines. But in the long run, and I think it's correct also, in the long run, it's not also super healthy to have all these antibiotics and mm-hmm. all these things so when they are kids. But when you are a parent and kids are having a hard time and they are sick, you just want them to be okay by the way, right? I mean, if you just have magic like that, <laughs> or if you could say, can you just transfer the sickness and everything, then I just be sick and look. That's a very, one of the big culture shock. When you live in Denmark, that you don't get the medicine. That and you know, when I was in this pro center, we also talk about other more than they, especially the Latinas. They have the same. I, they also say it's really the yeah. It's and the really, UN, really hard. It's exactly the same. Giving medicine and uh, even when my mom, if I talk to my mom, 
I tell her, I was like, oh, Valentine's uh, sick or sick. Uh, yeah, my daughter's sick. And she's like, yeah. why don't you give Tylenol or why don't you give this? I was like, I can, but they advise not to. It's like, but they should. <laughs> when they're really bad, yes. But when it's yeah. also as a first time mom, it's like you kind of go by how you want and start like, where's my prescription and stuff. So when they were telling me, no, you could just need fresh air and this <laughs> is like, what? A lot of water. That's what they tell yeah. you also, right? Yeah. A lot of water. You, you will be good. Like, you know, it's eight months of coughing. I'm like, is this normal? It's like eight months of coughing. Yeah. That's yeah. normal. It, the body's processing. I was like, <laughs> it's getting all the bacteria it needs. Sometimes I was thinking, I think some of some of the time they are just what you call this when they are. I told I am telling them they are just saving money. I read that, yeah, right. So we, it's not only me. They are saving a lot of money from this and that and everything. So I believe the, your listeners right now are agree, agreeing and saying, yes. yeah, you are correct. Lot of sheep, you know. Yeah, yeah. With the language, do you speak Tagalog with your daughter? Or do you, no. what's the how, the home language? And how do you kind of differentiate, like, to your daughter saying, like, you're also Filipina. Like, how do you balance the two cultures? I, we speak Danish and English <laughs> at home. The first time when Saibu was, like, I think two years old or three, when we went to the Philippines, she could not English. I she cannot beginning English. So I could see it was really different. But the thing is, I had not taught her how to speak English. She, it was a, like a self-taught. She was watching a lot of YouTube and, mm -hmm. you know, all these things that there is, <clears throat> there are like, uh, some cultures, YouTube, two bloggers already mm -hmm. with kids and everything. Right. Yeah. They, they, so that's, that's how he learned. And it was easier when we went home again, because then of course it's not Tagalog. It's hard. I have some friends who they think it could be nice. If I'm not Tagalog, my friend Gary Lucano. Yeah. It could be nice, but you know, it's really hard. It's very sometimes I cannot even process myself. What are these things? Is it um, my my mind is like is it Tagalog? Is it... So it's really hard. But the thing with Tyrene is she's very proud to be a Filipino half half. So even cool, she always talk about that. She always tell her friends uh, that she's coming from the Philippines. And when we are going home for vacation in the Philippines, she's very proud. And yeah, so she knows. And then when she's also talking, she will say, I am a half Danish and I'm also half Filipino. So, so she, but then when the cousins and everything is talking to her, one time she was also telling mama, you have to teach me to do that. Tagalog, she, she have to teach me Tagalog now. Yeah. And I have this Tagalog. I'm not sure if you saw that because you did not grow up in the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, when we were kids, before we went to school, I believe we were five years old, four years old, five years old, there is this book. I don't have it right now. I think it's downstairs. There is this book. It's called Utong Magbasa. It's learning how to read and write in Filipino. Mm-hmm. I bought that for her and I actually sell it first. Yeah. So, uh, so it's not only for Zerin, but it's for two olds to learn all the basic Tagalog words and everything. So yeah, we have that. Sometimes she's also reading it and she likes it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe when she gets older, she will try to learn. I mean, yeah, but it's hard. It's really hard that her, when, you know, when it's coming from me that I have to, it's hard. Uh, you grew up in with your mom, right? So yeah. I think. 
It was my first language. I forgot yeah. it. Yeah. So I you forgot, forgot it. Because when I moved to the US, it was yeah. at the time that it was only English that you could speak at school and they never encouraged any other language because they always said that when you have a second language, it makes you slower in school, okay. which is completely wrong now. <laughs> and so my parents stopped speaking to me in Tagalog and only spoke to me in English. But I understand Tagalog. Yeah. So I lost it. Yeah. But I understand it. Oh. I could read it. But it is going further and further away from my, like, I can understand simple things when you speak Tagalog, which is just really, the, no, there's yeah. no one that's really speaking just Tagalog because they mix so much English words in Tagalog. Yeah. There's no, yeah. just Tagalog anymore. And everyone no. speaks English in the Philippines. And actually, yeah, that's also one of the part. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually it's strange in a way because I wanted to go home. And I know if I go to the Philippines, I learn Tagalog pretty quick because I can understand it. But no one wants to speak it. But maybe, you know, if you go to the Philippines for like a month and you just have to make this rule, no English, Tagalog only, please. But you know what happened to my son? He is not speaking Tagalog anymore. It's only Danish and English. But in, on his case, it was him who decided I don't want to speak Tagalog anymore. Mm-hmm. When I talk to him, also in Ilocano, my, my yeah. mother language, yes, they are really like, he's always like, what are you talking about? What his topic is? So there are, I don't know if he retained at least 10%, maybe 25%, yeah. I don't think even 25, maybe 10% of it. And then that was when we had, yeah, he removed here when he was eight or nine. Yeah. I think. And he is now... During 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, it will be, he has more time here than Philippines anymore. That's really the thing. He just, like, don't want to speak the language anymore. So, yeah, I really hope later on he will also, like, maybe decide to also, okay, let's Come move back. back to the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. Was it hard for your son coming to Denmark as an eight-year-old to adapt to Denmark? from the Philippines because it's so different. When we were here, we booked him, not booked, but there's this word. We really want him to be able to adapt to the Danish already. But the first thing, because the first time it was only when we were here, it was only with Schengen visa. It was mm-hmm. not really a Danish visa yet. So he could not go to the real school yet. So I don't think they have it anymore. There's just like a Cambridge a school in calling okay. where all the English thing and then they are, I think sometimes they have Danish, but it was more English still. Mm-hmm. But, but then as soon as we got our Danish residence permit, he was in a school here in Violin yeah. where it was, what was that called again? It was a certain term about that. What was that? Where most of it is in the Violin Midview down there in the Dump Hill. Okay. Oh, there you know, beside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a special yeah, half-half English-Danish school. Most of this, most of the students there are coming from everywhere. Yeah. Middle East, all of, all, yeah. He was there and we always have to ask him if everything is okay and everything. But because I think it was multicultural, mm-hmm. because not only Danish, right? I think it was easier for him to adopt. We wanted him to go to a Danish school because we there is a school where Zyrene is going now. Yeah. 
just nearby us here. But then they said, I mean, people there, the one from, I don't I can't remember who we were talking to that one. They said maybe he, he will have a harder time to mm-hmm. adopt. We decided he will just have to stay in the Dam, Dam Haven School. Dam Haven School, what is called before, but now it's the Vinyl They have decided to change the name. I think it was a good school. Well, so, he, he seems like he adapted uh, pretty quick, of course. I've heard boys don't really talk about their feelings or anything like that. So, but yeah, he's doing well and, you know, 24 and enjoys. Does he love Denmark now? Would he consider going back to the Philippines or? We are teasing him actually because, you know, now he is working as a mechanic in the Yes, right. We are teasing him that location. What are we going to do if suddenly we have to go back to the Philippines? Should we we open a mechanic shop for him? He'll just like, Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think he is ever thinking about that. He is more a Danish and Philippine English. That's cool. Because for me, I grew up in the U.S. versus the Philippines. I moved when I was four. So I don't feel connected to the Philippines. I am Filipino. I feel connected by food and family there. But if you ask me if I was... Filipina, I am, but I feel more American. So I, I kind of know yeah. how he feels. Like, if someone asks me, he's like, "Where are you from?" I'll, of course, I'll say from U.S. Yeah, he'll yeah. probably say I'm from Denmark, easily. Yeah. And do you have any tips? I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, we yeah. We've, we've talked about raising kids here and how how it differentiates from the from the Philippines to Denmark and with kids. Do you have any tips uh, before we? Go to part two. Do you have any tips for new parents, you know, that's moving to Denmark with their current kid, uh, child or having their second here in, in Denmark? Do you have any tips for them? I think the best tip that I could tell them is to, you know, make connections. As we talked about, you know, last time we were talking about like how cold <laughs> some of the things are. Yeah. But, you know, it would really be a great help to make a connection with at least one Danish, first thing is you will learn the language easier. Of course, aside from your husband, right? It would be very nice to make a friend at least. Mm-hmm. Then a friend that will guide you and, you know, talk to you about the, how the Danes are and everything. But that's really very important. Make at least a one Danish friend. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a good advice to kids. If you don't have one Danish friend, it's really hard to adapt into the culture. Yeah, I think I, quite different. Of course, your husband is Danish, but mm-hmm. right, but very different. You know, you can go to the city. We call the city. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you can go to the city, and maybe they can introduce you to the food and all, and all mm-hmm. these things. Right? I, I mean, and especially that's what I'm saying. Especially the language, yeah, because you can never be good with the language if you're not going to use it. At home, I mean, it was also difficult for me because even now, most of the time, we use the English language, but at least that's why I have one friend before. I had a friend and I talked about her about difficulties in the Danish language. And then she said, then when I learned the language, we were just talking and then she said, you know what, just talk Danish. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking, I was like, oh, I, I was just thinking, I was just saying, and then she said, no, 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 just talk, just straight Danish. Then later on, you would be getting used to it. Yeah. Even when you are talking sometimes with a Filipino now and everything, suddenly your mind is also 
Indeed. Yeah, that's how I see. Right? Yeah, right. And the thing is, of course, it will be difficult if you have some kids, right? The kids, you will also easily, uh, what they call this one, uh, learn the Danish language with your kids. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, the kids will even correct you. Mama, mama, and that. <laughs> but they do. They do. It is, mom. Yeah. My kids always <laughs> correct me all the time, or they are embarrassed of my Danish all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it was like yesterday we were in PT and then Serene was telling Mama, can I can I stay in this? She said something, I cannot even remember it. But she said, but but Mama, I cannot really remember the English word. And then she saw it to me. I was, this, was it P? Yeah, I think she said, I said, Mama, that's the one, you know, that's the one, the one I was talking about. <laughs> I was really laughing. So, yeah, a Danish friend and your kids, you, yeah. you will really easily get used to the Danish language or you can practice your Danish. And you know, most of the time, the Danish, they will not even correct you. They just love you when they, right? I am sure you also, they are not so, if sometimes it's the Filipinos that you talk to, that are like, ah, it should have been like, but the Danish, they really love it when you use their language. Even my husband, I am the one who's telling him, can you please correct my grammar? Because I'm so, you know, I'm very uh, concerned. I'm very yeah. like, am I saying uh, the correct, you know, the the, the Danish grammar grammatic, you know? I am so like, oh, I, I should say the, the correct words. But but my husband, he's not like that. I, I'm telling him sometimes, how is it say this, this in the correct Danish? So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing, you know, your life here as a parent and how you have adapted and how you raised, you know, your kids here in Denmark. I really look forward to our part two where you talked about your business and how you adapted yourself in starting a business. So to the listeners, don't miss part two of Jade's business on Pakatan de Coke. So go on, talk about how she found it and how she started it. It'll be really, really interesting on sharing her experience in starting a business here in Denmark. Thank you, Jade. And we'll see you in Peng too. So much. Yes, thank you so much. Okay. And uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for having me again. Once again, I was just saying thank you. Okay. Welcome back, guys. How did you guys think of part one? I feel like I could talk so much when it comes to parenting or raising kids in Denmark. There's just so much to talk about with culture shock and you just feel like that you can relate to someone when they're talking about some, an experience that you're having. And that's like really the reason why I do these podcasts is because it's so nice to know that someone is also experiencing what you're experiencing living abroad or here in Denmark. So I'm happy that Jade was able to share her experience. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys part two, which is about her business, Pakatan.co, and how she started it, all these different conversations. So it's really, really nice. And I'm happy that you guys are going to listen to the part two. So watch out for part two. And also, we are planning to do a giveaway basket of a Filipino food. So look out for details on the giveaway and how we're going to do it. Win some Filipino food after our part two that gets released next week. So watch out for that. So thanks for listening and enjoy season three. My kids didn't think I'm cool, but podcast. There's a lot of things that I have planned for this season. I'm really happy that I've started podcasting again. Also, if you want to learn more about 
Jade's business before my episode comes out. Check out her Facebook. That's where she actually puts all her sales are on there. I'll have the link on my website. And also it's just pagkain.deco. And also if you see it on Facebook, you can actually just search pagkain. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. My Tagalog is pretty bad. Anyways, look out for episode three, part two, the giveaway that we're going to be doing. And if you want to learn more about Jade's business, go find her on Facebook, Instagram. The links will be on my website. Yeah. So a month of March, we'll be doing different things with Pagkain.Zico. So look out for that. So see you guys soon again. Don't forget to listen to part two. Bye.